This is In the Know for Tuesday, May 17, the 137th day of 2022. There are 228 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com, via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. It's Election Day. It's an important milestone today. We will tell you uh, it's, uh, also... Um, Got a home invasion to tell you about locally. All kinds of stuff going on. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In The No. He is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio NewsHawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe. London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and Litchfield. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? I am. Uh, I'm. I'm good. So much going on today. Uh, so much. It's to, a busy week. We got ten pounds of potatoes to put into a five pound sack today. Uh-huh. Uh, but we'll do very, very well tonight. Is kind of the ultimate sporting contest. It's election day, and you're. I know you're excited about seeing the totals later today. Thrill. Oh, I read that wrong. Uh, you're not I excited mean- at all. Are, the way you're putting this, are you like expecting play-by-play coverage and all of that tonight? Like, I just know how much you love numbers. You I, love no, statistics. I do, I do. I do love numbers, but sometimes when they come a little fast, it, it can get a little, a little much. So you like numbers, but at the proper pace. Uh huh. All right. Now, now if that happens tonight at a proper pace, I'm all in. <laughs> good to know. Over there in chair number three, we, we say good morning and welcome back. First Baptist Church Litchfield knows him as their worship and discipleship minister. The Internal Revenue Service knows him as Dennis C. Ooh, Cook. Their names, Yukon Cornelius. You lovingly know him as Yukon Cornelius. Morning, Humble Bumble. That was really good. <laughs> I, I like that. And I hit my stride just right That was that. good. It's got, uh, it's got sprinkles of the David Letterman introduction. Yes, it does. That's right. Cornelius. I love it. How you doing? I'm good. I'm back, everybody. I'm, I'm back. To, to, hey, you... Uh, Two weeks in a row makes it a string. Sure. Now you got a string of appearances going again. <laughs> sure. I need to talk to you about next Tuesday, though. <laughs> Wait a minute. I thought it was the other Tuesday. Oh, that's right. It's the following. Never mind. <laughs> Dennis told I'm me, on assignment. Dennis told me uh, earlier this week that he needed to be on assignment a certain day, and I thought, wait, you're normally on assignment to us, so if you... If you don't join us, does that make you unassigned, reassigned, I or just, I'm going to fail the class? And I know you ig- you ignored like I'm I don't. Need know. Yeah, I didn't reply. I'm not sure. That's my bad. Uh, you're here. That's okay. Uh, I figured I would see you, and we would uh, we would we would work it just out. Get it out on air, right? Yes. There's no better place than to do it <laughs> than, than to do it. I'm excited today because okay. Uh, you don't know. You don't know why. No, but I'm excited. I want to hear. I want to hear why. Someone's birthday. Yes, somebody's birthday. In the know. Yeah. Oh. Is 11 years old oh today. Oh my goodness! I completely forgot about that. May 17th, 2011. In the know was born. And I'm the only person who was here that day. Well, of the people who are here today. I know I mean, we got members of the audience who were here on uh-huh. the very Okay, first day. that's good. The 20, May of 2011? 
May 17, 2011. And I would have been <laughs> uh, in the fourth grade. Eighth grade. Uh, eighth grade. Eighth okay. grade. Well, I was close. Eighth grade. Um, okay. And, and I will remind you, I do typically remind you on this birthday, if you, it, it may, you may win a grand prize in pub trivia sometime if you can guess who the first guest ever to appear on In the Know was. First right. guest I, interview. I'm first not, guest. Oh, ever I, on I, in I, the I know. think I do know this. Who I is, think it? I, is it Dr. Lee? No. 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 Oh, no. Now you've got your stories mixed up. There, yeah, I, I understand why you would say that, but no, it's not Doctor. It's Lee. not the sheriff. Well, now it's not Sheriff Chaffins, mm, mm, even no. though he was not Sheriff you, Chaffins at the you, time. Unless you know, you would not get this. Your dad? Nope. Mm. Nope. Can you give us a hint? Former. Yeah, he's a former state senate president. Oh gosh, <laughs> there's your hint. <laughs> David Williams was the first ever guest on In the Know because In the Know was born on Election Day in 2011. Oh, okay. It happened to be Election Day was May 17th, mm-hmm. and so this is the first day that we first day that we did it. We weren't quite sure what it was going to be, but we had multiple interviews with gubernatorial candidates that day, and David Williams was the very first one. Now, he did not win the election. He and uh, he and Is Richie Going to Play Tonight was on, mm. uh, were on the ticket that day. So, anyway. Well, I know I've heard the story from Misty about the, the start to the first ever show on, on how it went for her. Then that was, that was a good one, how it just, it had always been kind of something that you had considered, and then one day you were just like, let's go. Uh, that's at least yeah, how she told. I think that there's some folklore involved in there. I think that's. Are you, being, are you saying? Well, are that's you saying being, Misty would do that a little I'm bit? Thinking, I'm thinking a sequence of events is being compressed into a nice, succinct story for your benefit. That's what I think. Congratulations! Thanks for all that you bring to the community. Thank you. Where's the cake? That's a good question. Let me get uh, Sarah. I, well, you, or, you do know the or, cake maker. I. By I the do. way, uh, I was on the way a into them, right? I was, yeah, on the way into the phone. Nice sticker. So I broke with I broke with tradition today. I voted before the show. I've never voted before the show. No, never. Uh, so I have voted before work before, but I've never, I've never voted before the show. But it was this morning. I said I'm gonna I, I'm gonna duck in there, and I did it. And I was walking in the door, and a gentleman was walking out the door, and he said, "Are you Mister Buckles?" And I said, uh, He's asking. I said, sure, uh, sure, sure. sure I am. He said, I am subscribed to K105's YouTube channel. He said, and he mentioned the show specifically and in the know. And I was like, you're very important to us. So thank you very well, much. Well, that's so nice. I didn't catch his name, but it's, like, it's out there. And I saw Judge Goff this morning, the younger Judge Goff. Yes. And I saw lots of smiling faces at the polls today. So uh, so it's good to, good to see everybody. We'll circle back to Election Day in just a minute. It's going to be another beautiful day. Maybe a little warmer than yesterday. The humidity will remain lower. Enjoy it today because we're probably going to see some raindrops tomorrow, at least some cloudy skies and some winds tomorrow. And then maybe circling back to that on Saturday. Uh, so just be prepared at that. They've kind of taken the sprinkles out of the at least the weather graphic for Friday, which is good news if you're planning to attend the Grayson County High School graduation. It's going to be hot. Sir, it's going to be hot, but I'll Weesh. take it. Um, it's, you know, um, broadcast type of equipment doesn't do well in the hot, but it mm-hmm. does better in, you can do more about the hot than you can the wet. Yeah. So we'll have to figure that out. Mostly sunny today, a high of 85 clouds increase late tonight, a low of 62. And then we'll see some thunderstorms tomorrow an 80% chance of rain and a high of 82 bunch of headlines to get to, uh, today. 
I told you it was 10 pounds of potatoes. All right. The Biden administration think they have a strategy to try and remedy the formula shortage that our nation is fighting. They're going to fast track some of the FDA review processes, and they are going to prioritize companies that can provide the largest shipments and quickly show uh, documentation that their formulas are safe and compatible with U.S. standards. I did see where President Biden is visiting Buffalo, New York today before going to Asia on his trip. I laughed at Elon Musk's tweet <laughs> yesterday that said, you know, Elon Musk figuring out a way to be in the news cycle for the better part of uh, over a month yeah, now. That's true. He said the real president is the one who controls the teleprompter. I was, whoa, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> firing across yes. the bow of the, uh, of the Biden administration there. Then McDonald's is de-arching Russia. McDonald's selling Bye-bye. selling their real estate, and they're taking their McNuggets and coming home, at least getting out of uh, Russia. They don't think it's uh, any longer part of uh, their business model because they don't see a quick end to the situation once they shuttered all of their restaurants, 850 of them, in fact. And they're trying to find a buyer. They're trying to find a domestic buyer in Russia that will uh, come in, take over their operations. Obviously, the Golden Arches have to come off of them. And 62,000 workers is who they're trying to uh, protect. That's a lot of... It's a lot of people. That's a lot of McRuskies that are employed by McDonald's. Don't have a lot of details for you this morning, but uh, troubling news from the uh, Rabbit Flat community. The Grayson County Sheriff's Office is investigating after a man suffered critical injuries during a home invasion assault on Rabbit Flat Road. Last night about 10.20, the Sheriff's Office and EMS were dispatched to the 2500 block of Rabbit Flat Road after a 911 caller said two males assaulted a man inside his home. The victim suffered a severe head injury while being struck with an unknown object, was airlifted to University of Louisville Hospital. The two suspects left the residence in an older model white sedan. Uh, Witnesses said they were traveling north on Rabbit Flat Road. Deputies uh, searched the area, but the search had been unfruitful. So no identities, no names, don't have any more details on you right now, but mm-hmm. law enforcement continuing to uh, to investigate. Some of the violence that we've been hearing about in uh, our nation over the weekend, obviously multiple mass shootings, including I mentioned Buffalo, and now you see like violence of some sort locally in our community. Um. Yeah, I don't, you know, we don't have a whole lot of time to spend on it this morning, but if you have access to the uh, Rick and Bubba podcast, I thought yesterday Rick Burgess did an excellent job. He sort of, he sort of said it in a way that, that I said it. Uh, These things are hateful. Uh, Anyone who walks into a, um, anyone who walks into a, a structure, a business, a meeting, a congregation, whatever it is, and starts shooting people that's that's evil and hate filled no matter whether that person is the same ethnicity as yourself or the same it, whether it's same or it's different it's all filled with hate it comes from hate that comes from evil, evil. and we really don't in our nation we don't want to have an honest, honest conversation about where evil comes from like we want to fix the the byproducts of the hate and of the evil but we don't want we're less inclined to want to have an honest conversation about the origins of the hate and the evil and it's multi-pronged it's not just one thing it's many things that we're going to have to can have can you fix that though? an honest, you can keep it far more contained than it is in 2022 um 
There's, I, there's far I, more. I don't know what to do. When I'm 50, nearly 51, I can tell you there's far more of this than when I was 11. Uh, I mean, you can just follow the, 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 the graph. Uh, there's no mistaking the graph. And so we've, we've just done some things with our world in my lifetime that's giving us a much different outcome. And it's a troubling outcome that uh, it is not a singular fix. There's a multi-pronged fix. COVID-19-related deaths in Kentucky dropped significantly last week, but new cases, hospitalizations, and the state's positivity rate all rose, as did the number of yellow counties primarily along our border. Uh, You'll see extreme eastern Kentucky that uh, is now in the yellow. Jefferson County is now back in the yellow, and then you've got... um, What's that? Henderson County, in Union? Henderson and Union County along the river over there that are back in the yellow. But six thousand four hundred forty-three new cases reported to state public health officials last week. That's, uh, I mean, we're closing in on double from the previous week. There were thirty-three hundred. The on the May second report, thirty-nine fifty-seven. The week of May nine. So over a two-week period, you know, we're back into sixty-four hundred where we were at. Uh, 3,300 and some change. There were eight counties, had 100 new cases. Obviously, Jefferson, Fayette, Hardin, Kenton, Campbell, Oldham, the ones you would uh, expect. But the best news was COVID-19-related deaths. 96 in the last week. May 9th saw 167. There was 156 uh, the previous week. So that at least that number is better than mm-hmm. the previous week, but not good enough. A Callaway County deputy and suspect are dead after a shooting in Marshall County. The state police critical incident response team is investigating a double shooting that occurred yesterday afternoon about 2.10 in Benton. Authorities, at least I don't have a lot of details or information on it yet. They may have just cir- started circulating this morning. But they, uh, at least according to my information, they're not releasing what preceded the exchange of gunfire in uh, front of the Marshall County Sheriff's Office and near the Marshall County Detention Center. Those areas were blocked off while they uh, investigated the deadly incident. Both the deputy and suspect were transported to a local hospital where they died. Uh, Governor Bashir offered the um, sentiments of the state on that tragedy. It's Election Day, as you know. As I think you probably know, for some of you, Election Day was Thursday. Some of you, uh, Election Day was Friday, maybe Saturday. Maybe you voted absentee. Um, There are multiple ways that you could do that. And then probably the biggest majority of people are voting today, 6A to 6P. I will tell you, I voted at uh, Center on Main. I think it's the location of four precincts. And extremely easy. Um it is only the second time that I've done the paper ballot and then scanned. And I liked the old dial machine where you tapped them and then you pressed your cast your ballot. Right. And I liked that. Mm-hmm. Right. But I've decided I think I prefer the paper. Uh, I walked in, scanned the back of my driver's license. I had to sign in on a tablet and said, you know, gave my signature instead mm-hmm. of putting it on the paper. They handed me a paper ballot. I went back on my, I filled in my rectangles. I went over, shoved it in the machine, and Miss Shirley gave me a sticker, which. I put on upside down until Sam told me it was upside down. I didn't know if you were trying to make a statement or, yeah. or, or something. That was, was awkward. I was not making a political statement of any event. I didn't or, know. Or I was not being held under duress. A lot of oh. times you see an upside down uh-huh. flag. That's it's a uh-huh. universal uh, oh, okay. signal for distress. So it was extremely easy. So I thank all the poll workers who are 
hard at work today. I will uh, direct your attention to K105.com tonight where we will have the results. You'll be able to follow along visually with the voter totals and you'll get some sneak peeks on what's going on inside the courthouse and as those so you'll just you can follow along on video like on your smart TV or you can on your tablet or your PC or you just be able to see the same totals as they go into the system. There are about three, you know, three I think races that people have the most interest in in the way of they're not quite sure how they're going to go. Uh, two primarily, but then there's been another. The, the third race is a little more is a little more troubling. I think the coroner's race obviously has a lot of people's attention because it's a three candidate race, and you, mm-hmm. there are different options, and not quite sure. Like, well, it could happen. Uh, you know, the incumbent could could can, could have the office, but then you've got multiple challengers, and one challenger could be taking some votes from the incumbent, and there are just some dynamics there that it's hard for me in my medium level of expertise to say this is how that race is going to go i uh, i also am not wise enough to be able to tell you how i think the county attorney's race is going to go i know both candidates and uh, and i hold both candidates in high regard i can't tell you uh, i can't sit here today and and predict on that one i'll i think i'll be i'll be surprised either way like when i say okay well all right that's what the people you know that's what the mm-hmm. people wanted and that's what the purpose of our elections are the most troubling race to me over the last couple of weeks has become the state representatives race. And what bothers me about the state representatives race is the amount of dark money that's flowing into this race that really should be really decided by Grayson Countyans and a sliver of Hardin Countyans. If if you'll if you'll look where the if you'll look where the sponsorship money is coming from or some of these digital ads that are appearing in certain places the the paid for state slug on those is very rarely either of the candidates mm-hmm. and this is what is bothersome to me is a lot of the mailings that are in your mailbox are coming from washington dc and so it's a primary that has the feel of a general election it's almost as if you've got i have long worried about the republican party becoming fractioned to the point that it turns on itself And, you know, one swallows up the other, et cetera, because there are some extremes within the Republican Party. Now, there are extremes in the Democratic Party, too. But right now, because of the majorities being most often held by Republicans, you're just seeing, especially in state government, you're seeing what I think is a a dangerous topography, if you will, for lack of a better term. So I just don't – I have become unhappy and dissatisfied with the – complicity of outsiders trying to put their thumb on the scale in this race. And I fear that I, I fear that voters might have taken the bait. I think the voters might've been led to a different decision based upon something that showed up in your mailbox Hmm. or on your phone or on like, this is my point is if we could remove all that chatter and that clutter from people who don't have a vote in the race, then the people can make a more educated guess and vote for whoever, whatever candidate they think represents their best interest. And this little race, this little state representative 18th district race is a microcosm of what's going on in our world politically. And I don't like mm-hmm. it. So I get that stuff in the mail, and I see that stuff, but that doesn't bother me. 
I still want to look and figure out things for myself, and I hope a lot of other people have that same opinion. I don't want to be swayed by things that just get mailed to me. You know, mm-hmm. I it, honestly get mad when people mail stuff to me. It doesn't. Do it you? doesn't bother me because I know my vote is going to be based upon the merits as I know them because I choose to be informed, educated. I try to see the playing field. I try to make a logical decision. Mm-hmm. But they wouldn't do these things. People would not mail these things to you if they didn't work. Interesting. There are some people that will just see it and they'll go, oh, really? He did that? Oh, really? She did that? Oh, really? They did that? And then they'll just move it and go on, and then they'll go on down the street, and they'll tell their neighbor, did you hear what they did? Similar to if it's on Facebook, it must have actually <laughs> yeah, happened. That's exactly, that's exactly right. So I don't. Uh, so there are about three races today that I guess I will have the most in- interest in because I just don't feel like I know how they're going to go. I do know it's going to be a big day for Noah Thompson. Uh, he will be in his hometown of Louisa today getting a welcome home parade. He'll be doing a free concert, and we'll get to see a lot of the byproducts of that on Sunday during the American Idol finale. And perhaps even the bigger Idol news today, it's been confirmed. Katie, Daisy, and Orlando are Kentucky residents. I did hear about that. Katy Perry finally admitted they are living in Kentucky and have been for month to six weeks or so. Didn't Big Clifty? I I thought it was down around Shrewsbury, but oh. I may not have my information. May not Crawdad be. Stadium, maybe. I, well, it's like my board says, consider the source. Yeah. <laughs> we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way here on In the Know. Today is Pack Rat Day. Luckily, there are no pack rats here on the show today. Mm. What? Okay. Are you admitting something, Dennis? No. No? It's uh, World Hypertension Day today. Oh, it's Cherry Cobbler Day today. No thanks. You all can have mine. And it is Walnut Day today to show recognition and uh, promote awareness of the walnut. Okay. Mine walnuts. I mean. <clears throat> well, 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 let's have a day for that for sure. Walnuts mm-hmm. are the oldest known tree food. They can date. They date them back all the way to 10,000 BC. Mm. I, I, I think. Uh, <laughs> what i mean you don't not a fond who not a cares of the walnut? no i'm just saying i i the... don't like a cookie or something but That's why, good. why why all the hubbub when they put when they put moses in the basket <laughs> in the little basket put him out on the river just they think there were some walnuts in yeah there. just for here's later some, here take yeah, this here's some walnuts later moses likes walnuts uh, 99% of the commercial U.S. supply and two-thirds of the world trade of walnuts come from California. California. I did not know that. California. Uh, walnuts have always been considered important for their medicinal properties, including curing bad breath, reducing inflammation, <laughs> and healing wounds. Healing wounds. I knew none of this. I've had certain person walk up to me to say before, say, here, have a Tic Tac. Mm-hmm. Not one person ever has walked up and said, here, have a walnut. Exactly. Because isn't walnut, can't you like... Uh, mark it on like a table to get rid of a scratch too. Isn't that a thing to do? Or huh, I don't know that one. Maybe. Or I think that's like the right. shell of yeah, it. Yeah, I think like you can mark it on it if your table has a scratch or something. I think that's a Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec. I, I would, said that. Don't be sharing false information on my nose. No, we would never. More recently, the nutritional benefits of walnuts have become more well known, especially their omega three fatty acid content. Yeah. And uh, so. <sighs> I could give you the Bubba Gump 
all the variations <laughs> of walnuts. <laughs> and that would be entertaining. That's what we're looking for here on the show. Tree, oh, look, look. tree walnuts. Look at that. My mom says yes on yes. my walnut thing. Right. Now, Thank you, Mom. Good job, Sam. Okay, but to be clear, you all just may be consulting the same wrong source. Are you saying my mom is not right? I'm Check not, the board, I'm Sam. Mom was, I'm, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying she's wrong. She was an educator. I'm saying it's likely that your all's information comes from the same singular source. So if that source is wrong, consider it. Well, and my source is my mother, and my mother would never lie to me. Yeah, but is your mother's source Ron well, I mean, Swanson? I'm not saying that she's lying. <laughs> no. It's not, your mother's I, I source is not Ron I can't Swanson? imagine it is. Okay, then good. Oh. Then, I, then I, the probability for this being accurate goes much higher. What? So, <laughs> she doesn't know who Ron Swanson is. That that means she's probably right. Yes, I That's think good. she is. Uh, do you, Dennis, are you sour or sweet? Your preference oh, in candy. definitely sweet. I hate sour. You don't like sour? My son, Alex. Yes, he does. All sour. Yeah. Oh, oh yes, he does. Or, sour all the and time. And sweet, but sour is the way. To go. He okay. loves those little like airhead. Yeah. man, as kids in Grayson County too, Sarah says they get the sour spray on the shaved ice, and it like changes their world. Really, they love sour stuff. Okay, so then let's see if this hypothesis can hold. Okay, if you love the taste of sour candies, then you might be an extrovert. At least that's mm. what a survey of 2,000 candy lovers is telling us. Conducted for the Jelly Belly Candy Company, the survey digs deeply into the theory that a person's preference for certain sweets says a lot about their personality. Besides being extroverted, 59% people who love sour candy also identified themselves as more eccentric. That's 53%. Mm. Funny at 50%. Sarcastic at 51%. Chocolate lovers tended to describe themselves as optimistic at 76%, shy at 67%. Fans of mint were most likely to say they're thoughtful. Mm-hmm. 79% of cherry candy lovers identify as introverts. Well, the mint make, the, you said mint thoughtful? Yes. Because I know they always, when we would take tests in school, like on during testing, they'd pass out the mints because it supposedly helps you think better. It would trigger. Uh-huh. Okay. I don't know about that. People who eat candy every day are That's more likely to identify us. as night owls instead of early birds. Hmm. Sour candy lovers also tend to identify as honest. Cherry candy lovers are more likely to be dog people. Buttered popcorn lovers continue favor cats. Never gone out of my way for the butter popcorn, like flavored jelly bean. Mm-mm, yeah, I don't want that. I don't. Uh-uh. Alex is an introvert, so that doesn't. I match know. Up. That's why when you mentioned Alex, I was he, like, well, I wouldn't identify him. He's as got an, an extroverted, extroverted side to him, though. He does. Okay, so this is one of those classic <laughs> cases where the parents don't see the real kid. Alex is zero or a hundred. It's there's, <laughs> yes, no, there's no in between, especially when he eats a couple Airhead uh, Airhead <laughs> and drinks sour- about six twenty ounce cokes. <laughs> Like bouncing off the walls. Dennis, here's your assignment for May. <laughs> Pringles is unveiling the new limited edition Scorching Hot Ones lineup. Right. The lineup the features the red hot taste of Hot Ones wing sauce Oy. in three blazing crisp flavors. Ooh. There's Pringles Scorching Hot Ones, Los Calientes Rojo. Bless you. There's Pringles Scorching Hot Ones, Los Calientes Verde. Green. And there's the Scorching Hot Ones, the classic hot sauce. They will be available in stores in the month of July. Well, so. they, they can't be worse than what's sitting over my shoulder over there. So, 
Hey, don't be bashing no sweet corn Pringles. Y'all are the ones that brought it up. The most adventurous ones. We were bringing knowledge to the show. <laughs> it's a request. If you mention it. <laughs> the the most fun that I had was the roulette Doritos. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I, yeah. I remember that day I was coming back into the studio mm-hmm. to have another one, and they disappeared. Yeah, I liked them. That's the one thing that worked with Mark. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, Especially when you mixed it with the Three Musketeer or whatever that was there. Were, that there day. was a day that did not go so well in here with those. Yeah, I walked in here and about passed out <laughs> the, from the smell. Popcorn M and M's. I uh-huh. got in trouble that day. Uh-huh. Misty and I both got in trouble. Let's move on. Popcorn M and M's. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> you, yeah. Just in, out there. in today's world, we all have a tendency to. We have a. We have a shoot ready aim type of philosophy okay. where we'll we'll say something or we'll make a statement, maybe without fully having an understanding of what might be going on. What? You mean some people will just read the headline and not the story? Perhaps a no. uh, a no. dad has been left fuming after his neighbor decided to leave him a rude note to sarcastically say congratulations for mowing his lawn. <laughs> The nasty neighbor wrote, congratulations, you mowed. That's that's twice so far this year, I believe. Can you keep it up? Maybe weekly or at least every other week. Your neighbors would be very grateful if your house did not look like it was abandoned. Oh, man. Keeps going. Dennis, do you write this to your neighbor across the street? (laughs) Let's see. Finish it out. (laughs) The dad had a more than adequate reason for letting his house outside space fall by the wayside as he's been taking care of his newborn baby and his five-year-old child while his wife was in the hospital recovering from postnatal complications yeah that's a bad that's a bad move there he wrote he said i haven't been able to care for my yard as much as i would like over the past few months because we had our second child back in february and i've been single-handedly caring for the newborn and our five-year-old while my wife has been in the hospital recovering from postpartum complications at no point at no point has my yard been out of compliance with the city or HOA ordinances, and at no point has anyone bothered to approach me directly about yeah. the matter. Instead, we just received this anonymous passive-aggressive letter in the mail. Here's the deal. <clears throat> it's funny at the beginning thinking it was, you know, good, na- good neighborly fun mm-hmm. between two friends. Yep. But the reality is if you really are a neighbor and you care about the people there, you just – when you're out to, on your mower, you go and mow their yard. Mm-hmm. Or you know Especially enough about if, them that you know that they had a baby. You know that they have a lot going on. and You don't, you don't ask. You just do it. Mm-hmm. And you take them a meal and you – you care for one another, and you know what's going on. That's that's Bro- what a real neighbor does. Brother's keeper kind of thing. Yeah. You, um, if I were ever in the same situation, if I were the the dad at home trying to care for new child, older child, wife was in the hospital, you're not going to see you're you're there's not going to be a billboard in our neighborhood announcing my struggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just not that's not something I would do. It's not something this father did he just went about doing the best he could holding it all together and it's the neighbor's fault for not paying enough attention to notice you know i haven't seen mrs smith come and go or i haven't seen there are patterns that will that will telegraph to you that something isn't exactly right is it 
have they been your neighbor for a long period of time and they've always done a good job with their yard, but then all of a sudden you notice they're struggling with that. There's more there going on if you'll just take more, go deeper than the surface Absolutely. to just say this is. And that's, we're just too, we're just too quick, you know, mm-hmm. to just go, I don't like the way your yard looks. Mm-hmm. Well, is there something you can do to contribute to help? And, you know, maybe you give as you get. You may find yeah. you may find yourself in a similar situation. Yeah. Our neighbors, point. our neighborhood, we have a little message group. And, uh, you know, when it snows, send a little message to, hey, don't get out. If you need something, call me. Tell me. Mm-hmm. We're going to mm-hmm. go get it. You know, it's just that's just part of who we should be as neighbors. A Washington State trooper made a surprising discovery jammed into the back of a U-Haul truck during a traffic stop earlier this week. Uh, trooper Cunningham pulled over a driver hauling a car that was partially hanging out of the back of his truck on Highway 97 in Okanogan, Washington. <laughs> his tweet said, I suppose it's moving season. Photos of the unusual scene show that a single packing strap was securing the car inside the back of the truck. Wait. The driver was uh, cited for failing to secure the load and find $139. But the driver didn't have a valid license, and the rented U-Haul was overdue for return. So both of them got impounded. Yes. (laughs) How did the person get out that put that car in there? Are they still in there? Did they they check? (laughs) They crawled out the back? That's what I'm curious How are they going to get it out? How that got in there. Uh, They had to crawl out the back. They'll just use the other end of that toe strap that's over the front of the U-Haul and hook something to it. I've never seen something like this before. And pull it out. By the way. I'm surprised the U-Haul can carry that. My Uncle Tim had something like this. This was done intentionally. Yeah. My Uncle Tim was pulling a a trailer, a cattle trailer, on the Bluegrass Parkway last year. And a lady driving a Jeep drove right into the back on the parkway. She drove right into the back of the cattle trailer. And it looked like that. Oh so that, that does actually, it happens intentionally and at least happens uh, once mm-hmm. unintentionally. And then um, an Ohio man who reported his truck stolen in Hillard, Ohio, on Monday has been arrested after authorities learned that he stole the truck five days earlier in <laughs> Delaware County. So I'm just what? offering the cautionary tale here that. Just because you have possession of a stolen truck does not make it yours. Or I think that's somehow poetic justice. You steal a truck, the truck should be stolen from you. Uh-huh. Two wrongs don't make a right. That's right. Uh huh. That's a two rights made an airplane. Though. Now is the is the second stealer? Does he get charged? Is it what? <laughs> I'm not sure how this works. You know, I was just uh, I was just repoing it for the rightful owner. We got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. You know, it is only possible to dream about faces you have seen in real life. Yes, it makes sense. So you would not dream about someone, a face you've never seen. Is Dennis seems you, I was going to say, are you okay, Dennis? I'm thinking about this. What's the source he, on this? He wants to object, but he doesn't know how to. Consider the source. That's, that's why I'm questioning. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, since the 90s, Pixar has made animated films exploring questions like, what if toys had feelings? What if cars had feelings? Mm-hmm. What if feelings had feelings? Yeah. That's one of my, I love Inside Out. Yeah. Um, Never seen that one. Now it's time. Is what if elements had feelings? 
Pixar announced its upcoming 27th film called Elemental, coming June 16, 2023. The film follows two adorable beings made of fire and water who, despite their fundamental elemental differences, realize they have a lot of similarities. All right. Mm. Open to the lessons that might be involved there. There's a far cry from Wally. <laughs> I'll tell you that. There's one I've not seen. Wally's my yeah, favorite. You are n- not missing anything with Wally. <laughs> Love thy neighbor. Popcorn. <laughs> Just going to get some popcorn. <laughs> one you need to watch is Cars. Have you seen Cars? I have seen most of Cars. No, you need to go home tonight. Watch watch it all. It's the best Pixar movie. I don't have to pay any attention to the election. It's I can just not watch as cars. Important. Yeah. It's it's pretty much the same cars thing. Cars is gonna be better. <laughs> There's a race. So it you know, you have three people running. It's like the corners race. You got three people running. Uh-huh. At the last second you don't know who's gonna I'll win. Be right there at Radiator Springs. Uh-huh. So who's Tomater? Br- no, Br- Tomater's not in the race. Bridgerton announces Colin and Penelope will be the focus of season three. That doesn't mean anything to me. I'm I don't understand a word you just said. For those of you that might be Bridgerton people. Jerry and Marge Go Large. There's a new trailer out. It stars Brian Cranston and Annette Benning. Scamming the Lottery is a okay. new uh, new show coming to Paramount+. Plus. All right. It's also got uh, Larry Wilmore, Rain Wilson, Anna Camp, Anna, uh, Anne Harada, Jack McDorman, Michael McKean, and Yuli can, Schlesinger. Can Rain Wilson play another part? Gonna try, yeah. He needs. He to almost. Try. I mean, there's. You know, there's just some people that I don't know that can do it. Mm-hmm. Bupkus, Edie Falco will play Pete Davidson's mom in a new Peacock series. That's believable. I've seen Pete. I've seen Pete Davidson's mom in real life, and she doesn't look that different than Edie Falco. Hmm. So I don't know that it'll be a show that I think will be any good because I don't particularly like Pete Davidson. Jerry Jones says he could sell the Dallas Cowboys for $10 billion, but says, I will never do it. Please do. Please please sell them. Yeah, he like, never will. Elon Musk and I will go together, and we'll buy them. <clears throat> you know, well, it's sad, though, because, I mean, they won't have any shot at a Super Bowl for at least 16 years. Elon Musk and I, we will cash in our Twitter stock, <laughs> and we will buy the... We will buy the Dallas Cowboys. That's the only thing holding me back from being a Cowboys mm-hmm. fan. Okay, is Jerry Jones? You gotta yes. just jump on the Bengal band, bandwagon. No, now it's now it's too late. Too late. I've got a I've got a big enough problem with my blue blood fandom to begin with mm-hmm. because I like all of my blue blood fandom does predate mm-hmm. their like I was a Yankees fan in the eighties when they stunk. Mm-hmm. So okay, mm-hmm. now so now's your time to become a Reds fan. So why aren't you? A I've Patriots always liked fan. the Reds, by the way, because of the geography. I've always well, see, been, and then you can use that excuse I've, for the Bengals. I was all, I've always been a Reds. Fan. No, I've always been a Reds fan. Like we would go when I was a kid, we would go see the Reds play. So if uh, mm-hmm. if I have to have a National League team, it is the Reds. Mm-hmm. But I'm a I'm a I'm a Yankees fan. So, okay. But I'm also a Lakers fan. Mm-hmm. Oof. I don't know that I'm currently a Lakers fan. Well, Anthony Davis, I can mm-hmm. be, a, I can be a Lakers fan when he plays. Malik Monk. Oh yeah, and Ric Flair announces his final wrestling match this summer. Ooh. Ric Flair will be returning to the ring for the final time. Um, what, like seventy six, seventy three? Wow, he's gonna hurt himself. Somebody should talk him out of this. Yeah. 
Now, obviously, the, who's a fair fight though? Ric Flair and, and who? Woo! I I don't know who fair fight would actually be. Is Hacksaw this. Jim Duggan still <laughs> around? Hillbilly Jim? I don't know. We got to get to a break. Come back. Finish it up in the morning. MB's point to ponder for today. What's a saying that kids today will never understand? I do that all the time, like to the kids, and in particular, Alea, I'll say something that is, you know, some phrase that mm-hmm. I learned from my parents, and I'll say it, and she'll say, what's that mean? Mm-hmm. And I go, oh, yeah, you wouldn't necessarily get that. So I'll take one from my early, uh, early profession, and my childhood as well. Mm-hmm. You sound like a broken record. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. You tell a kid, well, re- so you sound like a broken record. Records are kind of coming back, but though, not, a little bit. not enough, not uh-huh. common enough that, I mean, they'll be out again by the time uh-huh. that today's kids. It's vinyl. Yeah, so they, in the other, not even called records. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you sound like a broken record. Mm-hmm. In Sunday school, Sarah and I mm-hmm. teach a young married couples class. So, like, you know, early 20s, mid 20s, whatever. And uh, Sunday, I used the phrase, man, my toes got stepped on. Oh. Uh-huh. And last time, last week's sermon. They all looked at me like, "What's that mean? What? Who? Who did that to you, and why? Right? You know, why would someone step on your toes? I'd explain that. I did not know what it meant. Like Uh, trying to interrupt you is that kind of what you're saying? And stepping on your toes, or uh, oh, see, there you go. That's it's all. It's all about church. uh If you you can, that's probably gives you some indicator of a person's upbringing if they've never heard that phrase. True, Uh because that's it's Sunday mornings is where you get your toes stepped on. Um. So or, if there is or, or a some other, yeah, if if something you know when somebody steps on your toes, it hurts. Yeah. Well, if something is said biblically in a sermon like that's that's so true, and it's something you're not doing well, mm-hmm. you feel like they're it's preaching a, right to you. When the sermon hurts, is preached at you, hurts, or, a, oh, or it okay. feels like okay, it's about it you. hurts. It's like okay, oh man, it's my toes because are the preacher on. gets so far in your face that he's <laughs> stepping on your toes. Mm-hmm. Like that's where it comes I from. I specifically asked for sermons not to be all about me. A penny for your thoughts, kids that's probably won't get that one. Um, there are some others. It's like I, I had a hard time. Com- I, I'm sure there are many. I had a hard time coming up even with a couple, but I know there are plenty. Be kind, please rewind. Uh, Alea laughs when I say she argued with me for a while. And now she stopped arguing. She says TV, and I say television. Mm-hmm. So if I say mm-hmm. something about television, she said, "What's the television?" I'm like, no, oh, mm-hmm. okay. So because it's all tablets and it's all you know, it's not television. What's that? Dating myself. Any other? Oh, toes stepped on is a good one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Dennis, speaking of church, First Baptist Church, talk to me. What's going on? We we talked a little bit about VBS being off on the horizon, but what's the next? School's out this week, so summer activities, what do we need to know? Something special this week happening at our church for all Grayson County graduates of the high school there. Uh, is a baccalaureate service, and this service is a worship service that is geared towards all graduates. So the songs that that we sing that honor the Lord also have the theme of looking towards the future and giving your life to God and living for Him. And uh, Joey Snyder, he's going to give a charge to these graduates, a biblical charge to live for God as they uh, leave the high school and go on to all the next steps in their life. That's this Thursday at six o'clock at first Baptist. Uh, and everyone's invited. All graduates have received a couple of different invitations. Graduates need to be there at five forty-five with their caps and gowns 
and it's going to be a very special service. Vacation Bible School is coming up June the 13th through the 17th, and it's 9 to noon every day, and you can pre-register your child at fbclitchfield.com. I saw where the senior class got to do their senior walks yesterday where mm-hmm. they went back to their uh, went back to their elementary schools. We didn't do that when I was a student. Yeah, oh, okay. And, and I think it's it. a great thing. I think it's really neat to go parade through, you know, walk the halls of where you came from. Not all kids, you know, who are graduating this class even went to a local uh, elementary school, but those that did that, you know, started at kindergarten mm-hmm. and worked their way through up to the hall and get to see their teachers that are still there. And I think it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Next year, do that. Alex graduates. He, he'll, he's going into his senior year. And we discussed this last night that on, on that day next year, we're going to get him in his cap and gown. We're going to walk him down our hallway through the <laughs> living room, through the dining room, stop in each individual the kitchen, doorway and then and right back to his room. And go, I recall the day I got fussed at when I didn't do my homework. <laughs> I recall the day on television tonight, This Is Us. I think it's the series finale tonight on Sarah NBC. Sarah likes that show. I don't know yeah, if she's watched We're it. way behind on it. We've yeah. got them recorded. We just haven't been. I'm also recording tonight on PBS, Lionel Richie, the Library of Congress Gershwin Prize for Popular Song. Ooh. I think this will be phenomenal. They're going to be a bunch of people paying tribute to his songs, Hello. but then he will perform as well. So he's uh, um, his album can't slow down. He was featured. Uh, they did a CBS Sunday morning feature on him the other day, and I think it's eighty three. The can't slow down his album, his first his solo album. I think it was his first solo album, but he won the Grammy. He won album of the year and beat Purple Rain. Whoa! He beat. Bruce Springsteen's um, big. Uh, Born in the USA. Born in the USA album. And there was one other that is iconic that you think, and Alina Richie yeah. beat all of them that year. That was that was Dancing on the Ceiling later. Was that an album title? I think it was, was on, this it album? on that album. I think it's on Can't Slow Down. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, today's highlight in history, this date in 1954, unanimous U.S. Supreme Court handed down its Brown versus Board of Education of Topeka decision in... 1973, a special committee convened by the U.S. Senate began its televised hearings into the Watergate scandal. Birthdays today. Sugar Ray Leonard is 66. Jim Nance is 63. Hello, friends. Hmm. I almost would have thought he was older. It's a tradition know. unlike any other. Mm-hmm. He and Freddie Couples are about the same age because they were roommates at uh, Houston together. Craig Ferguson is 60. Trent Reznor is 57. Jordan Knight from New Kids is 52. Sasha Alexander is 49. Derek Huff is 37. And I saw a really sweet photo posted. Uh, Glenna Black is uh, obviously a dear friend and dear friend of the show. And her mother is uh, celebrating her 107th birthday this week. And she got a visit from the Elizabethtown mayor yesterday. Best they can tell, she's the oldest living Hardin Countyan, uh, certainly the oldest living Elizabethtonian, and so it's uh, wonderful for Mrs. Wood to be celebrated. One hundred seven years of age, and so I want to make sure that we didn't miss the opportunity to um, send our well wishes, and uh, we just we thank the world of Glenna. And she's so caring and always doing for us and others. And she's so, a good cook too. Yeah, she is. She's. It, she, Last week, I had the opportunity, and I, I failed, to wish my mother a happy birthday. I, yeah, I didn't bring that up, by the way. Um, 
Well, I was just thinking of my love for her. And because of because of that, I accidentally failed to mention happy birthday to her. So happy belated birthday to her. And this Sunday, my bride celebrates oh. a birthday as well. Okay, good. So thanks for letting me share. Happy that, to. I, that to be clear, I learned after the show on Tuesday that it was your mom's birthday. Yeah, 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 and yeah. I, I thought, I can only make it worse by reaching out to him to say, why didn't you mention your mom's birthday? <laughs> you know what? It's not my show. I volunteer every I, Tuesday. I come in, provide a service, connect I, with the community, represent my church. And, you know, I love my mom. And... I yeah. wish the best for her. Yeah, but I've forgotten Dennis Hopper, born in 1936. Bob Saget, born this date in 1956. There's quick right work. There. That's the photo I saw. Isn't that good? And I thought, how come Dennis I look good did? right there. Look at that. Another polo. Let's go to Chart Toppers. Another, yeah, another Cubs polo, to yeah. be to be specific. Yep. All right. Good. Let's see if we can. We're kind of late anyway. We're Sorry we're, about that. We're over. No, it's not your fault. Okay. Say I look nice. Kitty Callan. And little things mean a lot. my hair as you pass my chair. The needles. Name a Kitty Callan song you like better. Oh, gosh. Oh, you know that one. This has to be it. I defy you to name one that you like better. All right, let's go to 19. 63 is what I'm so uh, what I was going for. Oh yeah, Jimmy Soul. That's good bit to it. Okay, the Shy Lights, oh girl, were number 1 in 72. 81, Ario Speedwagon take it on the run. And then in 1990, Travis Tripp was number one. <laughs> a, a 90s country song? Yeah. I, I, I saw a post last night that puzzled me a little bit. I'm doing it on the radio, though. I, uh, I, even, uh, I, saw a, I, I saw a bold claim that someone could sing more 90s country than than me. And not specifically me. It was any me. It was Anybody. you and you and you and you and you. I can guarantee you can so, do more than me. And so what I wondered is, do you, did you mean you can sing it better? No. Or you could actually sing more? More. It's not a talent contest. Listen, I grew up. People don't know this about me, but when I was younger, I listened to two genres of music. All Southern gospel and country Mm-hmm. I thought you I was going to be the next Garth Brooks Western. when I was in mm-hmm. uh, early high school. Okay, but then, you know, didn't happen. And then, because you didn't have your square shirt, your square block shirt. Yeah, tried to get it. The Wranglers were so tight though. <laughs> then they eventually That's didn't make them in my size. What I like five years ago today. Dennis, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me, everybody. Good have a great you. day. Good see you next Tuesday, I think, and uh, hopefully you will. I'll run into you somewhere between now and then. Okay. MB's Prolo Wisdom for today. Time is precious. Waste it wisely. Time is precious. Waste it wisely. MB's Prolo Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Dennis Cook, for Sam Gormley, I'm MB, and now you're in the know. <laughs>